0: Call it? Call it, yes. For what? Just call it. Welcome to episode 67 of Call It Friend, or the podcast where usually two friends watch two films decided by the flip of a coin. This week, myself and DJ Richie and my co-host Donna Katernan watch the Amazon TV series Reacher based on the Lee Childs novel Killing Floor. We also talk about some other things we've been watching recently and the 2022 Academy Award nominations. We spoil Reacher, 2012's Jack Reacher, Psycho, both the Alfred and Gus Fats versions, The Strangers, the Book of Boba Fett, and Roadrunner, I guess if you think that Anthony Bourdain's alive. Check out JustWatch.com for streaming and rental options in your region. Of course Reacher can be found on Amazon. You can find us on Instagram at CultFriendOPodcast. Drop us a line there if any Feedback or recommendations. Now, I'm going to count to three and then we start the episode. One. Oh, lightning. We yes. are live. We are live. We're live.
1: We're live. live from New York. It's a uh, middle of the road, safe comedy. <laughs> it's
0: correct. That's where we are. Do you know what John uh, Spillane still, live on stage.
1: Uh, well, he watches that every week because it's still. John Spillane, enemy of the show. Enemy John of the show, Spillan. John Spillane. Just because despite the fact that he admits that it is, you know, gone kind of shit, uh, he watches it for uh, tips from Pete Davidson on how to get ladies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait until John Spillane gets hired by SNL and then fired immediately. Do you think he'd be a, the type who'd get
1: fired immediately?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. For all the things he's done, all those uh, he's he's done all kinds of stuff. He he's actually does public. have
1: a few a few a few me too <laughs> stories that could topple him. I know I know some of them by heart. Some of them I get I request when he I'm in his company.
0: <laughs> Are we going to leave all this in? Cause let's leave all
1: this in. Anybody? All right,
0: let's leave all this in. John, <laughs> Anybody <we>
1: love you? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who follows John Spilan on Instagram privately message him and ask for the story when he lost his yeah. virginity. It's a fucking killer um,
0: that's, that's at the John Spilan, I think yes I
1: was actually watching um some crack that he was up to. He's now got this new character that's a safety guy, and he's walking amongst the I crowd, saw that blowing a, a big, whistle uh,
0: safety jacket thing.
1: and uh, my wife asks me, like, do you think we'd find John Spilan like as funny if we didn't know him, and this stuff he does, and the thing is. I have to say, I realized half the buzz for me watching John, and I love watching John Spillane, is the fact that he's doing things that I could never in a million years do. It looks so dangerous what he's doing. He does the kind of things <laughs> that if somebody punched him in the face, you'd be like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> well, it's at least nuts he looks, what he does. I think
0: he's ready to punch back, which is good. If anyone's listening to this going, who's John Spillane? He's a very funny comedian. You'll find him on our episode about the film Spring oh Deeper yeah that Head was and it benson yeah. film spring that he forgettable week three microphones that went a bit mad but you can follow him on instagram at the john Spillan. indeed yeah check uh, him out he's great uh, we thought by you... all of his crimes yes uh, well
1: i mean i go think ahead. it was because of no, his... yeah, let's
0: go let's go <laughs> i think it was <laughs> enough about that
1: i think it was because of his crimes actually that he did not get nominated for an oscar this year
0: that's that is true
1: that's a fucking segue bitch
0: that is a Segway. You're like a man standing around on a motorized vehicle. Yeah. That, that is a Segway right there.
1: He killed himself on a Segway, that lad. That's that's the only thing anybody knows about
0: him. <laughs> yes. John Segway, I think his name was. Yeah, yeah. That- <laughs> so, yeah, that we're, we the uh, Oscar nominations came out for the 94th Academy Awards. Can you believe that? I can. <laughs> can you believe there's been 94 of them or there will have been 94 of them? By the 27th of March 2022, when this next uh, award ceremony takes place. Have you ever given a fuck about the Oscars? No, but it does. I guess, like, it still holds a a certain amount of sway to me to be like, this was Oscar nominated or this won Best Picture. That's, it's still the gold standard. Yeah. But I do think there was a time where there weren't film, film awards.
1: I do think there was a time when they weren't as cynical. And it was before the world got woke, basically. And the world getting woke was generally a good thing. I do agree with that. But like, back in,
0: I think back in the 70s... Political attack on wokeness, go ahead.
1: (laughs) I think back in the 70s, it was more just about movies. And, you know, there were a better reflection on what what was good that year, I would say.
0: Uh, Well, I, I think what sums this up perfectly is the fact of when they extended... The best picture, oh, yeah, yeah, from what five a... to ten, because there yeah. are ten best picture nominees, you know, nowadays. So let's, I'm just going to run through these two ten of which, best which picture might nominees. Win. <laughs> <and we're... laughs> We've got Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, our favorite film, Drive My Car, Dune, June, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. How many of those have you seen? Oh, let's see. Run through that again quickly. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, West Side Story.
1: Uh, I have seen five.
0: Really? I've only seen three of these bad boys. But I,
1: I'll probably make a go at watching all of them before, not just, well, no, not particularly before the Oscars, just generally. I'll probably make a go of seeing all of them except, um, yeah, Steven Spielberg's intra, uh, West Side Story does not interest me even slightly.
0: It's quite, it's a while ago since uh, we watched West Side Story for one of the episodes. I enjoyed the original West Side Story, but I have zero interest in watching Ansel Elgort or Baby Driver's. Dancing around and singing. I'm quite happy with the olden days West Side Story. Mm. I don't need a uh, senior Spielbergo version.
1: Yeah, no, no, no interest in that. Um, right, one... so
0: I, I think the, the, the question about Best Picture is there are two questions. What would you like to win, and what do you think is going to win?
1: Okay, my like to win would be twofold.
0: I would like that's, either. That's not actually nominated twofold <laughs> <Not> <laughs> uh, this year.
1: Dune or licorice pizza? Um I would love to see a win. Uh, but to be honest my favorite film of those nominated that I have seen is definitely Drive My Car. It's but it's just not it's not even in the conversation really. It's just a, it's so patronizing to nominate that <laughs> you know I mean I'm sure the people are happy they got nominated but yeah whatever. No but uh The Power of the Dog is going to win.
0: Power of the Dog uh has 12 Oscar nominations. Yeah that's right. This year it's not it can't win the uh big 5. Because it's not because it's not nominated for best actress because Kirsten Dunst is best leading actress best support sorry best supporting actress not best leading actress so do you know there are only three films that have won the big five do you know what they are Uh, best picture best director best actor best Best actress and best screenplay slash adapted screenplay
1: Silence of the Lambs yes one flew over the cuckoo's nest
0: yes the other is from 1934 Frank Capra film no oh. starring starring clark gable and claudette colbert no not familiar go on it happened one night it had I'm... five nominations and won all five that was in the seventh award ceremony
1: i've never seen that me neither normally i'm able to tell what awards a film won just by watching it that's how in tune i am
0: well that's impressive so you think power of the dog is going to win best picture for sure
1: as I'm, I'm not a gambling man, but I used to gamble regularly on the Academy Awards, and I, I've, I've won a lot of money on it before. I'm not going to do it. I, I don't really do it anymore, but I used to gamble every year on this. And I remember a very big year for me was the Slumdog Millionaire a year.
0: <laughs> How much money did you win?
1: Oh, like uh, about 200 quid. I won a lot because you, you do an, uh, an accumulator, you know?
0: Accumulator, yeah. Exactly. Nice. Uh, I guess I'd quite like Licorice Pizza to win. Haven't seen it yet, still. But mm. give it to old Paul Thomas Anderson's. He's a nice man. It's great. But uh, I think I think uh, the winner is going to be Belfast. I think Ke- I think Kenneth Branagh is going to pull it out of the bag. Although I'm going to go have see that. Zero this interest week. in watching it. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go it. to the cinema to see it. It is available online as well. If you want to watch it from the comfort of your own house.
1: Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but that's interesting.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> I th- interesting I to like hear that. It, I think it's available to stream. Oh, really? well I know it's available it? <laughs> yeah no i think it's legally available to stream why not uh,
1: why would it not be yeah exactly why would it not be no no, no that does so, that does kind of look interesting to me belfast i'm i would i want to see it
0: only other things to so well okay best director kenneth branagh for belfast ruski hamaguchi for drive my car pta for the old licorice pizza jane campion for power of the dog and spielberg for west side story
1: Jen Campion's going to win it, and she shouldn't be happy Campion's with the gonna win. Campion's going to win. Yeah, yeah, because it's going to yeah, be
0: going to win. I'd, I'd rather it was Paul Thomas Anderson. Campion's going to win. I'll run through a couple of other categories. We've got Best Actor, Javier Bardem as yeah. uh, Desi Arnaz and Being the Ricardos. Saw Benedict that film? Cumberbatch in Power of the Dog. Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom. Will Smith in King Richard. And Denzel for Tragedy of Macbeth.
1: Okay, if I was the betting man this year, you can see, clearly see a split pot forming here, yeah? Do you do you know what? what I mean?
0: As in is this like racial lines no, saying? No, nobody's
1: nobody's standing out massively is the yeah,
0: point. Yeah, that uh I so haven't I, seen I, any I've... of these performances, so I can't comment on which is the best. I'd quite like Denzel to win, I guess, just because, you know, it's a Cohen brothers film, why not? Or Cohen brother film Brother
1: film. Uh yeah, brother. I don't think I don't think he will win though. I wouldn't say so. Um, do you think
0: when? Do you, I wonder if when uh, Joel Cohen was making that film, he turned around at one point and went, "Oh, brother, where are thou?" You think? <laughs> I think he might nah, have. Yeah, occurred. yeah, <laughs> <That's> solid. <laughs> I'd right.
1: say it did occur. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. No, I think Cumblebum Bimberbatch is going to take it. I think it's generally going to so be a are sweep. Are you
0: going like a, a sweep for the old? Yeah, pair yeah, of the yeah. Dog. I think so. Okay, Best Actress, we've got Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, whatever that is. No Olivia idea. Coleman, The Lost Daughter. Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers or Madres Paralelas. Nicole Kidman in, in Being the Ricardos as Lucille Ball. And Chris, Kristen Stewart as uh, Diana, Princess of Wales.
1: I think Kristen Stewart Spencer. will win this.
0: You think just because people like Lady Di? Is that why?
1: Uh, no, it's a standout performance. She's excellent in that film. I
0: haven't seen it. I hear it's quite dark. and uh, it's, it's really great. good. I would recommend checking it out. Pablo Lorraine. I'm, in tr- I'm interested to check that out. I just want to say, like, one thing that's mad. I mean, absolutely, com- like, completely deserved. But Sophie from Peep Show. Yeah. she has <laughs> got three is, is, Oscar nominations. She's won one best actress. Yeah, yeah. She was nominated for best supporting actress, and now she's got a second best actress nomination. Well, so, two things.
1: She is legitimately of the best actress working today, I would yes. say. Yes.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And
1: she showed that back in Peep Show as well. She was brilliant. Yeah, she's, in amazing. she's amazing. Yeah, she,
0: in it. she is amazing. She is amazing. Mm. I hope she wins. I haven't seen The Lost Daughter again. Haven't seen any of these films. The best and it's
1: that movies. rare thing actually as well. I would I would say that the film for which she won, uh, The Favourite, I mean, that, I would say that is actually a career high for her so far. I mean, I'm sure she'll mm. go on to do yeah. better than it. But if, in like her big screen stuff, I'd say that's the best thing she's done. She's amazing in it.
0: Moving on to another category, let's go have a look at the screenplays, maybe. We've got Best Original Screenplay, Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, The Worst Person in the World, Joachim Triers. Oh, the
1: Norwegian, Norwegian film. film, I quite want to watch mm. that. So Licorice Pizza wasn't nominated? Like, I did say Licorice Pizza. Oh, you did, okay. I would, no, because they've already kind of placated him twice with the Best Original Screenplay Award. I don't think they'll go do that a third time. Um... Maybe
0: Worst Person in the World? Who knows? I mean, it's I hear a, it's good.
1: I have heard it's very good, but it's a Norwegian film, you know. Well, I would something. I would say they might play Kate Kenneth Branagh with this.
0: Yeah, you're right. The old Branagh could take this one. Again, I haven't seen anything of that King Richard film, but it looks like it could be uh, some kind of awards favorite.
1: Well, it topped the the blacklist, the screenplay blacklist, and um, That's racist for stars, okay, go ahead. <laughs> <it was> the, <laughs> unfortunately named Hollywood blacklist of screenplays, and all of which you generally can find online very easily. Uh, I actually read the screenplay for this. It's a really, really interesting story. Even I. If I found out that they were making a film about the Williams sisters, but it was actually about their dad, I might have gone, really, that's a bit fucked up. But it turns out that the guy was actually really, really interesting. Um,
0: yeah, if the, the little I know about the Williams sisters, I know that their dad was like the guy who'd like made them play tennis from when they yeah, were. Yeah, he had played.
1: like a, a a 30 page plan handwritten uh, as to how to make his daughters into professional tennis players and spoilers, it worked. It's 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 pretty amazing that he did that, you know?
0: Let the girls play.
1: <laughs> always, it reminds me of, uh, I don't know, a Bill Burr bit on an earlier album that they keep making the same racist film. But they, yeah. it was the f- the first black swim team. And he's like, and there's
0: always that white guy. Get out of the pool. <laughs> I think you've referenced this before on another oh, have episode. I? Damn it. We'll, well, no, we'll have it again. It's fine. We'll just keep just we'll keep doing the same Bill Burr reference every episode. That My matter. reference I game <laughs> is not sick, bring- bro. It bro, it, there's something there. Okay, best adapted screenplay. Coda, which is a thing, apparently. Drive I know nothing my, of this film, do you? Car. Nope. Okay. Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, Old Maggie Gyllenhaal's, and uh, The Power of the Dog. It's got to be the dog, yeah.
1: It's got to be the dog. I... Like I'd love to see um drive my car uh, take that because I've read I've also read that book and they just they did a great job although I have to say I mean if you're adapting a small novel and it's three hours long how much adapting are you actually doing but it's just there's a a mood to the book that they really kind of captured so I actually I don't know would the credit go to screenplay on that now that I think of it but yeah fuck it power of the dog it's gonna win like.
0: Fair play. Uh, Drive My Car and The Worst Person in the World are also both nominated for Best International Feature Film. In uh, Best Animated Feature, Mitchells vs. the Machines is nominated. That could be. That could, could have a little bash at that. Best Original Score, Don't Look Up, Nicholas Brittell. Dune, Hans Dune, Zimmer. Dune, come on. Encanto, Jermaine Franco, Parallel Mothers, Alberto Iglesias, and The Power of the Dog, It's Old Johnny Greenwood. That's yeah. going to be good. I haven't listened to it at all but uh, I'm in, I'm intrigued to listen well, to it. Well, I I'm going to watch score. The
1: Power of the Dog later uh, today.
0: I will I will watch it before the 27th of March, certainly.
1: But I'll tell you what, I mean, um Hans Zimmer for Dune, come on. Like that should be that
0: I don't know how how has Hans Zimmer won many
1: Oscars before, but I mean his score for his for Dune is spectacular. It's fucking spectacular. Like he's got to win that.
0: Please hold, I will tell you. He's won one uh, Academy Award for the Gladiator?
1: Lion King. The Lion King. Who beat him the year Gladiator was out? Uh, Gladiator was out in 2000.
0: He lost to Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon, Tan Dun.
1: Okay. I don't, I've never actually seen Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon, so I, oh, I have. speak to that.
0: I like seeing Chinese people flying around on wires. That's what I'm into. Nice. If, uh, I'd, i'll say fair play to dune dune is uh it's got 10 nominations well deserved i would bad. say yeah got 10 oscar nominations 10 has it i'm oscar surely it's dune. gotten it's gotten like
1: art direction and um, oh, all that
0: stuff best cinematography, cinematography best yeah, yeah. editing i mean it's
1: going to uh, get it's going to get best costume that like i, I don't feel there could be a competition with that massive
0: fat still in scars Best cinematography, best sound. It's some of the best sounds. Should get that, yeah. Best production design, all of that stuff. What are the other I'm nominations
1: hear- for best cinematography?
0: Dune, Nightmare Alley, which was very nice. The Power of the Dog, <laughs> which is a film. Uh, the Tragedy of Macbeth, which I hear is very beautiful. On West Side Story, old Janusz Kaminski.
1: Hmm. Okay. I mean, of so, the ones I've seen there, which is one, <laughs> I'd give it to Dune.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I give it to the film that I like, which is also the one that I've seen. Well, I've seen two of those. I'd probably still give it to Dune. To be fair, I think like the the scope and scale of that film is mad. Yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, damn, in a, in it's a, amazing.
1: In a few, in like after a, uh, a couple of years where you know the future of cinematic presentation has been hotly debated, I like I don't. Of of any film that you could pick one to demonstrate, oh, this is the value of seeing something in a theater. I think you would have to go with Dune. Of anything,
0: yeah. Why not? (laughs) Why not? Well, (laughs) to be honest, after hearing and like reading all of these Oscar nominees, I just kind of really don't care. No, 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 no. It feels like a really poor year again. It's just kind of meh. Maybe this is a post-COVID lull again, but it just feels like, all right, come on. Well, I officially... It's the time for TV again. Hence why we eventually, you know, that's why we we talked about a TV series this week. But anyway, go ahead. I officially
1: kind of stopped caring about um, the Oscars when, when all of those controversies about, you know, not enough ladies and not enough black people started cropping up in it all the time. And the Academy, not, like, no, to be fair, not particularly w- with that as a problem, more so with the fact that the Academy responded immediately next year and then put out a plan it's just kind of like I, I don't know i mean it just it, like it just it, i, I it, it's been political a long time but i've never seen it be so overtly political so i was just like ah, fine whatever do your thing you know
0: and i that, just like to apologize for donica's insensitive comments and it does not reflect the color friend of podcast that's ethos. true just our chat i cha- actually like chat. all the stuff that you said you didn't like i actually like <laughs> all of that okay all of it every uh, part of it every bit actually all of it every bit okay. anything that you refute i liked all of it, it was all well
1: good. i was just happy that brookbeck mountain won so many awards
0: that one i didn't care for that one was not i wasn't a fan of that one that was and, a good film i did enjoy that do you have... know? i a do you know what i did actually watch that in chelsea in new york in a cinema
1: Wow. I mean, it's a f- yeah. fucking spectacular movie, to be fair. It's it's absolutely brilliant. It's great um, film. You haven't watched anything Oscar-nominated this week.
0: What the fuck have you <laughs> well, been watching? Hey, I, listen, I've watched a bunch of things that should have been Oscar-nominated, but because the Academy is is too concerned with 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 some shenanigans they're not they're not looking out for the real performances for example today i made uh, uh well not today on friday rather i made a trip to the cinema to see Ruben fleischer's new film uncharted oh do go on starring tom holland as nathan drake and mark Wahlberg as victor sullivan's
1: right your opinion is th- is going to be my decision maker so no pressure
0: Okay, well, I, I, let me start by saying, as an aside, it was one of my worst cinema trips in recent memory. Was I it went worse than 1040... my, when I went to
1: see A Quiet Place 2? I can't remember that one. What well, was a guy, it just, it, a guy it next to me was drinking vodka with his place. coke, and he, he vomited, and I had to leave.
0: Yeah, it wasn't as bad as that, certainly. Okay. I didn't have to smell any. Well, there was a smell going around, but it wasn't vomit. I went at 10.40 a.m. on a Friday morning, because that's how I choose to spend my life. And I was using the free ticket I got from upgrading my copy of Uncharted 4 for the PS5 because that's how I choose to spend my life. Sony obviously <laughs> not having much faith in their ability <laughs> to either shift units of the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves PS5 game or tickets for the film. Because this is a Sony, it's a Sony adaptation film. They have like a... They have a whole like thing at the start, you know, like how Marvel do of like it's a Sony film and they're like God of War and Uncharted and stuff. We make we're making films now, folks. Are they it's making a, a film, film of God of War? No, but they just in their little intro thing they have a clip of God of War. You know the way that Marvel does it with all their characters. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, sure. Dun, 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 like that, but they did one for Playstation. Playstation. It was uh, a half full screening, or half empty, in quite a <laughs> big room, which is mental. Yes. For 10.40 a.m. on a Friday morning, there were way more people than I thought there were going to be. Maybe they all had free tickets like I did. Right. First thing, the people were eating, like, grazing cattle. It was absolutely unreal. Just shoveling shite into their mouths at 10.40 a.m., Guys with like the crinkliest plastic packets in the history of crinkly packets. There were heavy breathers who had struggled their way up the rows to their seats. There were three three teenage girls who talked to each other for the entire film. Basically like the Tom Holland fan club. And it was brutal. It was a, a great advert for streaming.
1: Wow, I don't know. Could I have stayed in at this point? I value my few excursions to the cinema so much. I might have left and asked for a refund.
0: There would—I mean, it was a free ticket, like I said. That's but true. I could have. I probably should have gone at a different time, but I thought, "Fuck, it, I'll just get." I'll get no, it no, done. no. I—I'd s-
1: say you calculated that right. I'm surprised that there was that kind of shenanigans that, that early. Yeah, yeah.
0: These teenage girls—they must have been like university age, but. I'm guessing. I don't think they were high school because it was a Friday morning, but oh my God. Unreal. And I didn't go and tell them off because I'm a shy bag. So, mm. I don't know. More fool me. The last anyway, time I did the that, Uncharted, I was completely yeah. ignored. Completely. Well, I was more concerned of <laughs> how creepy I might have been if I'd gone and said something. So I thought, I'll just stay quiet. And Do you know? I was you- like, it's, only, it's only Uncharted. I, I don't mind this commentary. Years ago, when.
1: um ang lee's life of Pi came out i was going i was in the cinema to see it and um, then right near the start three teenage girls came in and like sat in the second row they were talking all the way in and like you know whatever they could could have given less of a shit for the rest of the screening and it was immediately sort of distracting and it went on for maybe a minute two minutes i was looking around like going is nobody going to say anything there was quite a lot of people in there and then at just a quiet moment in the screening, I just yelled out, shut the fuck up, like r- like a crazy person, really aggressively. And not only did they shut up, they left.
0: That and tends I- to be what happens here in Scotland, is someone will say, shut the fuck up. And that tends to get the job done. Yeah. So fair play. I respect that.
1: Yeah. I like to think a lot of people in that screening remember me still.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't get a, a standing ovation and then carried out. On I'm the basically Jack side Reacher. Round. You are a Jack Reacher round. So, Back to Uncharted twenty twenty two. Hell yeah! Future Oscar nominee. We can imagine. You might have seen the trailer, which shows off the opening mid story set piece with Tom Holland fighting a bunch of guys in mid air. Yes, which is a very Uncharted move. It's from Uncharted three, isn't it? uh yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it's this. The way that it's in the film is not directly from Uncharted three, but yeah, I'd say inspired by definitely. Uh, I only got into the games just before lockdown. I played Uncharted 4 first, which the film is partially based on, at least in the relationship between Nathan and his brother Sam. It's the best one. After that, I played Lost Legacy. And during lockdown, Sony gave away the first three Uncharted games for free, which was nice of them. They're nice guys. So I've now played all the main series games. And I would consider myself a fan, an Uncharted fan. Mm. And I think. Pretty much everyone who is into Uncharted at all was a little concerned when the casting news leaked. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Marky Mark. If you're a big fan of the games, realistically, you're not going to be a fan of the leads here and of what they've done. Tom Holland does his best, but he still looks about 12 years old. Yeah. He's not old enough to pull off a kind of cocky slash sexy combo. He's a great Peter Parker, Yes, and Spider Man, but I think he needs to wear his face in a little bit before taking on a role like this. Who would you have maybe cast? drop him into a vat of acid? Army Hammer. Yeah, Dad, Army Hammer should have played all the roles. Just go get hammers. Who I don't. Hammer I genuinely. Time. I was thinking about that before, and I thought like it could be someone the same age as Tom Holland, but they need to have smoked sixty cigarettes yeah. every day of their life. This, yeah, for this person needs to have lived a bit more.
1: Yeah, like I mean, not by accident, but Nathan Drake in the game certainly has a flavor of it's not the years, it's the mileage kind of thing, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's beaten up. Mm. He's he's all. He's got scars and Sully and
1: is basically a uh, John Voight's character from Anaconda, no?
0: Or should yeah, be. Well, yeah, well, yeah. here's a that's a problem here. Like as expected, Wahlberg is fairly low key, thankfully. But as Sully, but ultimately, it's just Mark Wahlberg. You know, has he ever played a character that wasn't just him? himself can you think of a performance from Mark Wahlberg where he wasn't like say hi to your mother for me and blinding Vietnamese guys like what is the <laughs> <I
1: don't know. laughs> that's maybe. fact
0: that's factual <laughs> it <laughs> is it factual
1: yeah maybe Boogie Nights I don't know
0: yeah well that's him at his best probably but it's still it's still heavy Mark Wahlberg that yeah I mean he's a uh, total dope in it so <laughs> it could be. Well, which is not which is nice that's good I mean here he's fine He's just not Sully. He, I, mean, I was quite happy with it, just in terms of like for Mark Wahlberg, it's pretty good. But mm. overall, actually, the the relationship between the two leads is quite good. It's just nowhere near as good as the film, like the bantering in the film. But I mean, the game, the biggest disappointment, yeah, yeah, in the game, rather. Sorry, thanks. But what was more disappointing were the two main female characters. Oh. So first of all, you've got Sophia Ali who plays Chloe Frazier, who's a character from Uncharted Two, Three, and Lost Legacy, and in the game she's sexy, confident, charismatic. But Sophia Ali looks the part; she looks exactly like the game character. But for the film, she just for the entire film, she just looks like she doesn't want to be there. Hmm. So long I think it's partially it's partially uh like like a writing problem, but just she seems to have no personality at least compared to Claudia Black, the lady who does the voices in the game. Like that character in the game is solid. And just in this film, she's just a nothing. And then secondly, the other problem is you've got Tati Gabrielle, who plays a character called Braddock. She seems to be based on uh, Nadine Ross, who's like the black South African lady who runs this shoreline company that's like a kind of... A bunch of mercs, and that's what it is in the games. Hmm. Here, she's just this lady Braddock who's hired by the baddie to come in and sort of smash people up. And so the 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 game character that she's semi based on again is like a total badass, really really good character. And for some reason, they've written this poor imitation. And I don't know if this if that lady uh, Tati Gabrielle. I don't know if she's a good actress or not, because the character is just really really poorly written which is disappointing. Then you've got the main baddie is Antonio Banderas, old Tony Flags. And he's on fine <laughs> form, but like, that's, again, it's like he's an, uh, like three or four levels above either of those two female actresses. I mean, just in terms of what they've done. Yeah. You know, it's like Antonio Banderas. He's a, he's has so much experience. You could throw him into anything. And even if it's poorly scripted, he can f- find a way through of, you know, doing something Compare. Yeah,
1: I mean he's he's playing the he's playing the charisma game on a nearly Denzel Washington level at this yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it isn't yeah.
0: really fair. He's 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 he can make anything seem good. I will just say shout out to Stephen Waddington, who plays a henchman called the Scotsman. Uh, that's the character's name is the Scotsman. At one point he gets nice. referred to as Scott as Scotty as well. The actor's from Leeds, but he goes full kind of groundskeeper Willie. He does a whole, like, I am free, I'm free Scotland. And uh, they do one of those, like, I, I don't understand anything you just said type jokes, which was fun watching in a cinema here in Scotland because the whole audience just kind of, like, reacted together of, like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, just the entire cinema just went, oh, no. But fair play to the guy because he, went, he goes 100% for it. Like, they, someone, like, uh, speaks to him and he just goes, I... No, nice. That's that's his whole thing. Anyway, just uh, another couple of things about the film. Good points. It's got two excellent, massive action set pieces. The one that you see of them on the plane, and then there's another one of flying pirate ships that are very, very good. There's a decent smaller one in Barcelona. Mm. Uh, by the way, about a third of the film is set there. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Barcelona. A lot of Barcelona in this film. I was quite surprised. They mm. must have filmed there for quite for um. At least like two or three months, it feels like because there's a ton of Barcelona in this film. Like I said, Holland and Wahlberg have uh, have good chemistry. It's a perfectly serviceable action film in the Indiana Jones mold. However, it just it can't match the best moments from the games, especially the charisma the voice actors bring. Something about Naughty Dog games that the the games company is that their games are so well scripted and acted that they're generally superior to films. But hopefully, the Last of Us TV series can. Yeah, trend, a lot of people eventually. banking banking on that now. I think that that will be a, a big test. We'll see if they can improve on the games. I don't think so, though. On IMDb, Power of the Dog is a 6.9, and Uncharted is a 7. Oh, well, so that settles a, it. It's officially better than Power of <laughs> the
1: Dog. Shall I give you one, or do you want to do another?
0: Uh, All the rest of mine are tied into Jack Reacher in some way, to the okay.
1: Reacherverse. Well, I'll try and skirt through these. Alright.
0: Okay. Are any of yours reacher influenced? No. Okay. <laughs>
1: uh, all right. So um, I watched the second time I've seen it, uh, Brian Bertino's 2008 home invasion film, The Strangers, and it's uh, it is one of the few films, the few horror films that, for my money, actually guarantees the scare. Like I think the poster alone is scarier than ninety percent of genre competition. So it's a story. Have you
0: seen this, by the way? No, I feel like I've watched a few minutes of it years and years ago when it came out, but I never stuck with it.
1: Give it a go. I do think you'd really like it. Um, It's a story of a couple who was played by uh, Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman who return late to a secluded house after the lady, Liv Tyler plays the lady, has turned down the man's proposal at a wedding they'd been attending only to be terrorized by three masked psychopaths. The tension, logically enough, like gives way to mayhem for the latter half of the film. And as entertaining as all that is, Bertino's like a gifted horror director, in my opinion. It's almost a pity, given how effective the opening 40 minutes are at scaring the fucking wits out of you. It's The trick is, it's like a slasher that sort of comes to you. The couple have done nothing wrong or out of the ordinary to deserve this. Like when Liv Tyler's uh, character asks one of the killers... Why, near the end, she's told because you were home. The only thing I can think of to compare it to would be Michael Haneke's uh, funny games, but where he's interested in shocking you with frank brutality, Bertino uses the premise, which is actually based on a series of robberies that occurred in his neighborhood when he was a child. Uh, Bertino is more focused on like playing the Hitchcock, and in my opinion, to like really great effect. I've seen the film twice now. And I hesitated on pressing play this time, and that's all to do with the scene that's depicted on the poster, which is executed so brilliantly that it's not even a spoiler to put it on the poster. It's one of the most terrifying things in in cinema history, as far as I can tell. I had previously thought that Bertino was a sort of a one-and-done writer-director, except for his Stranger sequel, but I've since noticed that not only has he stayed working consistently, but he's stayed directing low-budget horror movies that make money, that he scripts himself, and it, it's exactly what you'd be looking for for someone who's as apt at the genre as he is, and I'm certainly looking to watch more of them.
0: Nice. Uh, what are some of the other ones?
1: Oh, I
0: haven't got them. Strangers too. The Strangers too. But he
1: only wrote that,
0: um, and also Stranger Things. He created. That's that right. Uh, the monster is one. Stranger he, than fiction. Is that yes, one? Stranger than fiction. Also,
1: yeah. yes. Uh, the monster is one that I know of He made a found footage, one about a clown that I know of,
0: but I like,
1: I'll just say <laughs> those clowns are scary. As I said, it's on the poster, but there's just this, this scene in it where I think the, the dude of the couple goes to buy cigarettes, and uh, it's you a just mistake.: You see Liv Tyler on her own in the kitchen, and then somebody just walk into the hallway, watch her for a few seconds and then walk elsewhere. And it is fucking chilling.
0: Nice, I like those moments.
1: And like, honestly, it's so good, it's not even a spoiler. Like, that's how effective that little scene is. The just, wow, it's brilliant. Okay, and so that actually led me, The Strangers led me... To rewatching Psycho, <laughs> just because of that one sequence. Ah, uh, uh, Gus Van Sant Psycho. Exactly, exactly. So let me be completely original and say a few words about how brilliant Gus Van Sant Psycho actually is. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've actually never seen Gus Van Sant Psycho. I have. <laughs> Why? Why not? It's I got, suppose it's all yeah. Gus Van Sant. It Vince is an Vaughan. interesting idea. I can't believe it got made.
0: Vince, Vince Vaughn is Anthony Perkins. He went method for it. He lived like Anthony Perkins to make the film.
1: Well, anyway, it wasn't. I watched the Alfred Hitchcock one. And uh, it, like, I suppose in the aftermath of watching The Strangers, I wanted to have a fresh sconce at the, uh, the OG of that kind of shit and see if the, all the fuss was still warranted. I wanted to uh, max out the atmosphere as well so that I did the only thing one can do with a film. One has watched to death and or one whose initial shock value has worn thin due to mass imitation. I watched it sitting too close to the TV with noise-canceling HD headphones and the
0: volume on maximum. Yay. Yeah, it was good. That's a good way to. That's a good way to block out the sound of your daughter crying.
1: And it, and I did. <laughs> so rather than just hammering uh, home what everyone with half an interest in film history knows, I just want to hit on a. You know, when you rewatch something you've seen a lot of times, and then certain things hit you, you know. So the thing that struck me this time around. And by the way, if you haven't seen Psycho and are halfway interested in film, then turn this off and go watch it in the dark with go the watch volume up. First, Gus Van Sant Psycho. Go watch first Gus Van Sant Psycho. Okay, firstly, Vince Vaughn. No, firstly, Anthony <laughs> Perkins is just. Incredible in this film. I don't care how many times this has been said, but it only really, really struck me watching it this time around. Like, the jewel in the film's crown is where he sits down for dinner with Janet Lee, and the dread in the scene grows, not by any, like, sudden movement or underlying threat of violence, but from the gradual... her gradual realisation that he might be a bit cracked which comes from him contradicting himself at every turn, like saying he hates his mother, he loves his mother. And we see Janet Lee just begin to realize that there is really something broken beneath the surface. And it's it's a world away from her regular person problems of petty theft and long-distance romance and shit like that. Like, this guy's fucked up. Uh, You can see it on her face. It may have been said like a billion times before, but it's sort of worth saying again and certainly worth watching. Watching again just to get an extra look at his performance. It happens when anyone interacts with him, but especially when Janet Leigh sits down to dinner with him. You're just transported from Hitchcock storyline caricatures and archetypes that you've, like the salesman and the policeman, into something that's real and fucking chilling. And then, second, that must
0: have been scary in 1960.
1: Oh, hell yeah. Because it's like. You know, even the like all his characters, Hitchcock characters are funny, and he used to make fun of them himself. Even like they're they're so atypical. The car salesman and that it has it just speaks in cliches. But then all of a sudden, you're like down, sitting, just he's having sandwiches and milk, and he's just like, what's there's one line that really clicked, is, is stuck um, at me this time. He goes, uh, "Well, a son is no replacement for a lover," and it's like it's just whoa, Jesus Christ, this is crazy. It's always worth rewatching, but it's just excellent. Um and secondly, I would actually say that there are three moments in the film that play scary today if the mood strikes strikes you right. Like not exactly the shower scene, but the through the curtain shot of the door opening and someone stepping into the bathroom. Like it's aped to great effect in The Strangers, but this is the original, like that god's eye view where a character thinks they're alone and we know they're not, is wow. Uh, there's then there's the scene where the uh, private investigator bites it, which is an overhead shot where Bern, Bernard Herman's score beats the visual of Mrs. Bates scrambling out to stab the detective in the neck and just, particularly if you're listening on HD headphones, will jump you out of your seat. It's the biggest scare in the film and works just as well if you know it's coming. And finally, as the sister climbs the hill towards the house, Hitchcock sort of chooses to a back and forth with first person shots so it stretches out the time and it takes it to get there and it like kind of does for the, the house which looks like a horror film house it does for the house what like I don't know Christopher Nolan is kind of credited for with doing for Batman I promise I'll have th- different things to talk about the next time I watch it but that, that was it for me Psycho this time. 2 what about that? I've never seen Psycho 2 have you? No ah, I've heard it's decent actually I might watch it
0: Sometime. It's not as good as uh, Power of the Dog. All right,
1: I'll I'll be quicker on the, these others. Too, these others, I promise. Uh, I finished uh, Yellow Jackets or Lady Ooh. of the Flies, as it is as it will Respect. inevitably be dubbed. Um, uh, you've seen some of this,
0: have you? I watched the first episode, and I'm looking forward to seeing the rest. It's just other stuff got in the way, but I enjoyed it. I like yeah, yeah. the cast, uh, I well, the vibe. I don't like the losty elements which i can f i feel are coming in like supernaturally parts but they know where they're going of.
1: that's the difference, I suppose, hopefully. Well, anyway, so yeah, those who haven't been watching it, this is the story of uh, a girls' soccer team whose plane goes down in the wilderness and must uh, face the elements and each other in order to survive. And we know immediately that some of the um, so that some of them made it back because we flash between the present day and the nineties when the crash occurred. And the show transpires to be just as much about dealing with what went on as well as the incidents themselves which the characters have ca- sort of kept shrouded in secrecy in the 20-odd years since the crash. Now, Anybody who began this and figured it not to be a lot more than the dismissive alternate title I, I decorated it with should, I would say, go back and finish, because not only do you, there are there some fucking horrific horror scenes, but there's uh, also a fairly intriguing mystery to contend with, I would say, and there's elements of the occult. and uh, But there's also, uh, uh, this is what I have kind of figured only in the last episode that this show is about. It's like a really interesting theme concerning what kinds of people find secondary school difficult and why, uh, and why <laughs> in the spirit of like uh, Bo Burnham's like excellent film, uh, eighth grade. I like, I like, I really loved it and I'm delighted it's got it in a second season. Uh, though I will issue a warning here to anyone who like me has a problem with Julia Lewis and her face because uh, she, she's in it a whole bunch and so is her face I like it's, her no I'm not a fan she just bugs me I don't know She just. Wa- do you not have anybody who just straight up bugs you doesn't matter how good or bad they are
0: sure like 95% of the population <laughs> I'm talking about actors <laughs> yeah them too yeah fair enough that's well, closer to 100% yeah I can't <laughs> think of anyone off the top of my head but yeah, yeah definitely there are people that I just have an irrational hatred of and nice. Juliette Lewis is one of yours. I like Juliette Lewis. She's nice. Remember in Cape Fear when she was sucking on Robert De Niro's finger? Well, I like that. That's pretty hot. That yeah. was wholesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was just nice. He was just being a nice role model for her. Now nice I ha- guy.
1: I have seen an Oscar Max no- nod. Max Cady. Max yeah. Cady, yeah. I really like that film. The that's I've, a good uh, film. To be fair, I've never seen the original. I should probably watch the original. Me neither. Robert the, Mitchum and Gregory it's Peck. Not and no-
0: any, it's not Gus Van Sant's. It's and Robert Mitchum
1: and Gregory Peck both appear in the Scorsese yeah. one. Which yeah, is interesting. so
0: there you go. They, they gave their blessing. So an Aaron Sorkin project
1: is always worth a look, I feel, um, except maybe the newsroom. Uh, and as such, uh, well, also Molly's Game maybe. As such, so... Molly's it, Game was fine. It's fine. That's exactly what it is. So is Being the Ricardos, um, which popped out on Amazon this week and comes, out, it comes with a whole bunch of Oscar nominations attached. Though I feel comfortable predicting it will come away with uh, nothing. Maybe Nicole Kidman in with a shot, but I don't think so. I don't think it'll come away with anything, even though they're good in it. Um, Much like with the trial of the chicago seven sorkin has chosen a subject matter that a good chunk of the population will be unfamiliar with but uh, as with that film the quality of the writing is enough to make one interested and represents another step forward for him as a director so it's the story of lucille ball played by nicole kidman of i love lucy fame and her husband desi ricardo played by javier bardem desi arnaz is that his name yeah
0: why do they call him the ricardo's then isn't that a character from uh, from the show i love lucy all oh, right, Or is I that the know. character from I Love Lucy? One I, of them gen-
1: is I genuinely don't know. I took a I took a leap um, attention. So this is clearly. this is told with uh the now sort of you could say classical or typical Sorkin screenwriting method of smushing a bunch of real life events together in order to more effectively tell a life story. In this case, Ball being accused of being a communist, Desi being accused of infidelities, and the couple leaning on the studio to fall fold Ball's real-life pregnancy into a storyline on the show. They're all told to have taken place over the course of a week in the film. Uh, there's a very neat trick done where they depict Ball thinking out loud as she develops gags for the shows, and we see sort of black-and-white restaging of the scenes with, a, with Kidman in them, and it turns out they're scenes that Even I, who've never seen an episode of the show, recognized immediately. So while it's not as successful as the Chicago 7, in my opinion, Sorkin really sort of pulls off the grand trick of finding the core truth of a story, even if it is one he's kind of enameled on himself, as the case may be with Ball's sort of yearning for... For the normal existence she portrays on the show, that's what it's getting at. I I don't know either way, as I've zero familiarity with anything of Lucille Ball, bar the references in other works of fiction. Sorkin's kind of hero Shakespeare would often base his plays on like histories and use the audience familiarity with them to hammer home a philosophical point or something like that. And as such... Sorkin seems to once again be gaming something as familiar to Americans as uh, Lemmy or heart disease would be to a Scot like you, uh, to the ends of making a point. That's Lemmy,
0: not not Lemmy, <laughs> sorry, Motorhead. <laughs> if you're going to take a shot, at least get it right. Heart disease, uh, yes, fuck. I'll accept.
1: Or Lewis Capaldi or Iron Brew or yeah, something. yeah, that's correct.
0: Thank you. That's those are better references. Uh,
1: the, yeah, so to the ends of sort of making a point about. Fame and the personal sacrifice of a life in the spotlight. I mean, it's good. It's not great, uh, but honestly, Sorkin is on a, on a level always great, even if it's not. Do you get what I mean? It's is always very enjoyable. Sure. Yeah.
0: I, I That's how I, I imagine now that you've because I had no idea that was this was an Aaron Sorkin film. So now that you've said that, it completely altered how I think of it in my head. I'm like, oh, that'll be good. It'll be a lot of characters talking, and it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So maybe I'll check out. I still haven't watched uh, Trial of the Chicago Alley G yet. So. <laughs> I will eventually watch that. Okay, just a <laughs> couple of
1: more things worth mentioning. Definitely. Uh, so I watched oh God. Morgan Neville's to, 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 uh, documentary from last year, Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Now, I'd say Anthony Bourdain's was one of the few celebrity deaths that hit me a little over the years, though I'm sure Ari Shafir said something horrible to make me feel better about it. I got into Bourdain... Did he say something about? Probably. I got into... I um, not remember. Bourdain as a writer first and had no idea about his shows until four or five years ago when I began to watch them on my breaks from work. They're all on YouTube. Uh, I'd say I've seen close to everything and it's safe to say I'm a fan, though surprisingly enough, there really is something here even if you've never fucking heard of him. So... Like, frankly, the film deals very interestingly with the idea of suicide. I've known several people who've taken their own life, unfortunately. One, a very close friend of mine. And i got to say, Roadrunner is the first thing I've seen that gets remotely close to what I felt about like losing my friend in that way. There's like a really sad bitterness to the talking heads and enough raw footage of the man himself in the run-up to his demise to clearly convey the sense that something was really, really wrong that no one would be able to fix in a million years. And it, it really, really hit me right in the gutty mm-hmm. Um Asia Argento is neither interviewed nor comes out well from the film. But, you know, she molested a kid, so fuck her. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly, exactly. Even though uh, the kid released pictures. Man, she really got... Factually. <laughs> she, uh, she really got, um, I mean, publicly tripped up and uh, ejected from the whole Me Too movement for that whole bit. Where really, you know, what I mean, it, it, what was on the tip of everybody's tongue was like, yeah, but it's different for dudes. But nobody could say it, obviously. So there we go. Well, I
0: actually like her and support her. So
1: oh, right, nice. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, you're really seeing me cancel. Okay, last thing. <laughs> Just abandoning my ship at every turn. Echarregano
0: killed Anthony Bourdain. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> okay, so the latest Johnny Favs. And Davey C, Star Wars production, started out with like a bit of promise, in my opinion. A lot of people disagree with that. Uh, And ended up like an untrustworthy fart in a wetsuit, in my opinion. Now, caution everybody. Yeah, please.
0: Tell me why this is so bad. Because I hear people say it's bad. And
1: I enjoyed The Mandalorian. I love The Mandalorian. And uh, there will be spoilers here, guys, if you're planning on watching this. Fire
0: away. Who gives a shit? Right.
1: So a lot of people disliked it from the start. And fair enough... But I enjoyed the slight change of pace uh, at the start. It concerns uh, the titular bounty hunter trying to set himself up in uh, Mos Isley as a, as a so crime lord. You haven't actually lord.
0: said what this is.
1: Oh, sorry. This is the Book of Boba Fett, guys. Book of Boba go. Fett. Uh, so it concerns the titular bounty hunter, Boba Fett, trying to set himself up as a Mos Isley crime lord in the wake of the events of Mandalorian Season 2 what this has transpired to be is sort of a misfired ploy at getting Baby Yoda and Mando back together for the start of season three of their show. Mm. And it's a pity because there's so much money on the screen that if you showed me 20 seconds of this in 2005, I'd have burnt my Sopranos box set there and then. But the fact of the matter is, my spoiled generation has standards set by Mando and this shit just won't cut it. It's a weird one, to be honest. One very odd thing is Boba Fett in the show is inarguably incompetent. He's a stupid man. (laughs) He makes very bad decisions. Every call he makes throughout the show is a bad one. Uh, Down to the tactics employed in in the last battle of the show, which takes up most of the final episode, and out of which Mando also comes looking like a tit. And that's right, guys, Mando is here, Mando's in it. The writer, It's like the writers themselves were so bored with the show that episodes five and six are actually pretty decent episodes of The Mandalorian in which Boba Fett <laughs> does not feature at all, but right. a miraculously de-aged Mark Hamill does for a oh, good no. 20 minutes oh, in no. which that's he trains... Grogu a la Yoda did for him in the Empire Strikes Back it's mad oh, no. but they're they're they actually worth watching and if you don't need to um, you actually don't need to have seen the preceding five to cop what's going on um I would say set skepticism for all Star Wars projects back to pre-Mandalorian levels after watching this uh I stuck with it like but it's just it's really not good
0: oh no yeah, I guess I will eventually watch it. I've got it all ready to go, but there are there are many other things ahead of it in the queue. that I'd rather watch. Speaking so, of which, I believe you took
1: uh, you uh, put uh, two Jacks ahead of it in the watching queue just this week. I did, Sergeant I did. Segway, yeah. ready for service.
0: <laughs> well done, you! You're, you're, oh, segwayed off the cliff there. That's great. Well, you know, I was the, super bummed that out did when kill I finished. Like that. Yeah, that guy. That's good. I was super bummed out when I finished the Reacher show. Spoilers for what I think of the Reacher series, but yeah, I enjoyed that so much, and I was bummed out when it was done. And I was desperately looking around for things to scratch the same itch, like a big Reacher junkie. Nice. And the first thing I watched was the accountant, the 2016 film. From I've been Gallin meaning O'Connor, to get around to action this action thriller for a long time. Ben Affleck. Yeah. This, so this was my connection here was this is my high functioning or uh, autism content, getting a bit <laughs> of autism here. Ben Affleck is Asperger's John Wick, Rain Man on a mission. Uh, and so you you haven't seen this yet?
1: No, I haven't. But the premise sounded all right, and I like the director. So
0: yeah, the pre- so uh, you watched the the other film that they made afterwards, the Way Back, the basketball league, yeah, which one. was okay. That's Gavin O'Connor and Affleck again. I'm a well, big fan of Warrior basi- though. Oh yeah, of course. This film is basically Ben Affleck doing a lot of penchak silat, the What's martial that? art. We talked about it before, the one from the Raid. Oh right, okay. It's just him doing that martial art <clears throat> on a lot of baddies while displaying no emotion. Sounds so it's brilliant. like Affleck full weaponized autism. Although, has he got like how is he phys- physically for that? Good, fine, absolutely fine. He seemed to be in decent enough shape. Because he, he hasn't was, done much of that stuff in his career, has he? Yeah, not, not not of late. I mean, when we get to Jack Ryan's, I mean, he was in some of all fear. That's right, some yeah. of all fears rather. He played Jack Ryan, but yeah, uh, he he was fine. He was good. I mean, the thing about it is he's he's just smashing up bad guys with zero. He just hasn't like a completely blank like look on his face. Which is which is good actually in yeah. some ways. It, I mean it, it's it's that it's that type of action where he'll draw his gun and shoot people, you know, three four five times in like about a second. Mm. So it's it's no fanning around. It's just boom 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 boom, like kill people as fast as you can, which I appreciate.
1: And do but they the go for, do they go like wide for the action or cut cut
0: cut cut it's, cut? It's reasonably close in there's not like huge cuts or anything it's just it's all it seemed it was seemed to be quite well choreographed as well thought i I, all the action is well shot there's no problem there i think every time i watch autistic characters the hardest part for me is i always see some aspect (laughs) of their behavior and i go like oh no (laughs) i'm autistic aren't i and in this film it was like eating the same meal every day and living on the road because i i don't care about food either I don't like Anthony Bourdain. I don't care I'll eat the same thing every day. I don't care because I'm He lives on the road. Rain Man. Yeah, well he's got like a trailery thing that if things get hot he just burns his uh, ID and then heads off somewhere else does some more. He's a bit sort of Jack Reachery in that, yeah, in that regard. This that film's Reacher. got a solid supporting cast J.K. Simmons, Anna Kendrick, John Burnthel, Jeffrey Tambor, John Lithgow. It's uh it's a surprisingly fun film. It got an A cinema score. I actually did quite well at the box office. Affleck and O'Connor are in the process of getting a sequel off the ground, although it might end up as a TV series a la mm. Reacher. There are two narrative twists that you see coming a mile off, but they're handled reasonably well, except for the rather clunky message of the film, which is kind of one of those like, you know, maybe highly autistic people are actually superheroes. Maybe we're the <laughs> autistic ones. Do you ever think about that? Maybe Aborigines can talk that? to animals. That kind of thing. But during, during my uh, cinema trip to see Uncharted, there was this ad from the Scottish government uh, voiced by Kelly MacDonald. And it basically said, like, <laughs> it's just her, it's her talking going like, some people are autistic and wouldn't it be boring if we were all the same? Don't antagonize them, or they might use their autism powers on you, and you wouldn't like that, would you? That's basically what the uh, the Scottish government was going for. So, I I think society is is starting to understand. If only we can tap in and unlock their powers,
1: calculate financial crashes before they arrive, things like yeah, that.
0: And I can say this because I'm definitely, definitely on the spectrum. Nice, I like you all the more for it. So, next up to get my. Uh, American military content. I went for another Amazon TV series and that was Jack Ryan.
1: Hell yeah. I'm so, season 1. I I'm a When I've, did you watch this? I watched this when I came out and I watched I rewatched it before the second season came out. Um the f- second season isn't as good but still it'll mm. give you your fix. I like yeah. I really really enjoyed this. I think it's um That was good?
0: Yeah. You get This, get this to see is Jim, my Jim my, from my, The Office teaming up with Bunk Moreland. This is my go-to example.
1: Where I, when I'm, I'm saying
0: that there are certain types of books that can be adequately replaced by a TV show, like this. What were your other ones apart from Jack Ryan and Jack Reacher? There was another Jack. I feel like Jack Sparrow. What was the other thing? No, I can't remember. You said it not that long ago. I know, yeah, but of I can't weeks remember. By have already forgotten. What was your other book series that could be adapted? Well,
1: actually, what Catch Twenty Two? I said that Jack that... London. Oh yeah, Catch Twenty Two was one that felt like you know it was onto something with that i mean uh i can't think off the top of my head but there are definitely ones out there that they're being made left right and center these
0: days and for you it was like just airport fiction you're talking about yes pulpy stuff big pulpy
1: even though i mean probably just because i'm such a fan of the reacher books i wouldn't adequately replace those but that's not to say i don't think they could be adequately adequately replaced
0: uh, my expectations for this Jack Ryan series were extremely low, and it absolutely smashed them because yeah, it's I great, really isn't enjoyed it? it. It's a bit silly, but that's fine. I think it is it's it is a Jack Ryan series. Uh, the biggest compliment I can pay to the show is that after a couple of episodes, I completely bought Jim from The Office as Ryan. I think he's I perfectly cast on that, actually. I stopped thinking of him as Jim from The Office. I was like, that's John Krasinski. That's Jack Ryan, that guy. That's who that is. Yeah, I thought not- the narrative the narrative twists and cliffhangers were tense and shocking. I found it su- surprisingly moving at times. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. It was criticized heavily by the French, which is not a surprise as it paints France as the most racist country in the world. Yes, it does. And it does it does also it does a good job of showing off the power and might of the US military, which is quite scary. Actually, I wasn't a big fan of Abby Cornish as Kathy Mueller. As it, she was Ryan's a weird one, interest- wasn't she? She she seemed weirdly miscast. She did yeah, grow, she grew on me as the season went on, but at the start I was like, what's going on? First of all, she looks like she ate old Abby Carnish. <laughs> 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 she looks like she absorbed young Abby Carnish and then Yeah. Kind of she's she's just, certainly a world away she, from she, um
1: from uh Somersault
0: she's not the Somersault kid anymore. Fair play to her because she definitely as I say, she grew on me. I think she kind of got into the role Mm. but the first episode her accent and she seems so awkward and just she's so out of place i don't know if it was just like a steep learning curve or like the start it just wasn't going that well for her but she definitely grew into it and yeah she's fine it's fairly compulsive watching isn't it it is i watched it all in a couple of days Mm. uh, this is good for me i like these amazon series eight episodes i'm on board i will i'll watch season two shortly season three is coming out soon apparently season four michael peña has already been uh, slated to star in season four.
1: Fucking so, awesome! Yeah, no, because I could like, yeah. I felt really good about it because it's like it's not reliant on building a mythology. It's one tale per se- Like Bosch, you know, it's one. Bosch is a great Bosch. one uh, to like things that have been like you know television replacing reading.
0: What's his it's- name again? Thingy. Tolliver? Uh, so, uh, Titus Wolliver. What a name. That's <laughs> Tolliver, yeah. Um, Titus, we- T- Titus Welliver. Yeah.
1: Titus Wolliver. He has a line in one of the Transformers films that makes it worth just even watching those few seconds. They're like, uh, Do you have a warrant? He says, My face is my warrant. Just a good line. Right,
0: he does have a, He, he should have played uh, Nathan Drake. There you go. He's got yeah. a Nathan Drake face. He does, <laughs> well, yeah. he should have played Sully. He would have been Could a great a Sully. Su- yeah, yeah. A Sully. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's true. Uh, I think he, I think he's a great actor. Getting a little bit off track yeah. with that, but I do I do think yeah. he's just fantastic in in everything. Uh, he's one of the he's on that Steve McQueen level of acting. It's just so cool and charismatic that he'll, he'll like yeah exactly. But um yeah I like just watching Jack Ryan. You're watching it going man, they can just do this as long as they've got decent writers and um, John Krasinski is alive. And I f- I feel the same about Reacher.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I'm probably the. the the Reacher fan amongst us here, you could say the original. I would say. Yeah. I mean, I actually got into the books after hearing how excited some people were that they were uh, being adapted into films. I swear to God, this was like Providence. I was listening to a podcast in a bookshop where they mentioned it at exactly the same moment I saw the Reacher books. Not joking. I sat down and I read about 50 pages of Killing Floor and bought it there, and the rest is history. Like, I read the first 50 pages, first few chapters in the bookshop. When was that? Uh, Jesus, I would have been still living in Ireland working in a restaurant the year... Before the Tom Cruise film came out anyway, about a year or so Mm. before that. Because I... Like, it was when they announced the development and the, like what like i was about halfway through the book i remember when they announced that tom cruise would be reacher and even then i was like really now a lot of people are of the opinion that killing floor is the best book but i prefer tripwire and i'd be surprised if that's not the next one it's the third book but the second one uh, die trying uh, is a bit of a murky one politically particularly in the light of the january all that january 6th business uh, all that banter um i love the books uh, for the same reason, a lot of people enjoyed the show Entourage. It's blatant male fantasy. It's well-written mm. male fantasy, but it's that, none the, the, it's that nonetheless. The plots just serve as vehicles for Reacher to be places and say nothing and shag every female character who doesn't come off as maternal. Uh, Lee Child is a great writer, too. He, I think he's quoted as saying one time... Um, uh, I could do what Martin Amis does, but he couldn't do what I do, which, do you know, sounds arrogant, but I like it's, it's fair enough if you just take the template and you just think, oh, anybody should be able to come up with this who thinks they're a writer, but not anybody can. You know, it's very basic stuff, but he makes it work on an iconic level. I mean, he happily admits that he plans nothing in advance. And the books like have a wonderfully adventurous feel for that. Like almost every meal is described in the books to the point that one gets the feeling that Reacher
0: gets hungry when Lee Child
1: get breaks for lunch, and it's just. And Lee, so Lee
0: Child is uh, a guy called James Grant. That's right, and he's going to retire or has already retired, he, and his younger brother is taking over, Andrew Grant.
1: Yes, they've released one book, so they're writing of three or four together. Um, the first one they I haven't read the first one the they wrote Sentinel. together, but it has not been well received. He's, also, he's a concern. He's prone to laugh, or at least he was. Pr- I've only read about half the books. And while they, he was prone to like very lofty descriptions of Reacher's physicality, detailing him as having uh, hands the size of supermarket turkeys, I think, and uh, shirtless. He appears <laughs> like a condom stuffed with walnuts. I shift you not. Nice. I shift you not. I shit you not. Which is exactly where Tom Cruise did not come in. Now, I really love the first Tom Cruise film. I found the second one so off in tone. I actually turned it off. I didn't watch the end. It's clear as oh, day wow. that the fault lies lay with the director Ed's, Ed Edswick, whose other output is kind of full of the sort of schmaltz, uh, only halfway on display and never go back. The first one, though, directed by Christopher.
0: Wait, 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 wait! I do, That's you. Can, I like Ed Edswick. I don't think you can. You're talking about the guy who made Glory blood diamonds but those are good right that's what i mean but i like, can't slam ed's wick but they are think, schmaltzy is, is it his fault all three of I, those movies are schmaltzy book. schmaltzy i don't know okay maybe
1: schmaltz can be good if it's in its right place right. glory is a whole bucket full of schmaltz now come on yeah i'm sure you didn't
0: appreciate that <laughs>
1: but, <laughs> i really like glory as a matter of fact some of my best friends are
0: samurais <laughs> that's good go on uh yeah i was gonna ask if you've read the books to either of these one shot or never go back i've yes i've read both of the books never
1: go back is not a great book one shot is maybe that is- see
0: that see that from watching the film i did i watched uh, the sequel i watched reacher never go back a couple of years ago i think it was during lockdown actually and my takeaway from that yeah it was awful but i just assumed that the source material was probably quite bad that's just that's how it felt to me i just i was like oh i i get the feeling that this is not a good book. Rather, th- you know, like, one shot is great. I rewatched the the 2012 Jack Reacher film this week. It's fantastic. It is it's so much fun. Yeah, the yeah. first five minutes have almost zero dialogue. It's just the setup of the sniper scene. So well-directed, like, that scene. It is amazing. Yeah, it's got yeah. the 70s thriller vibe. Ah, the whole film was so much fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I mean, then, unfortunately, the sequel is... I don't know... The sequel seemed to get bogged down and failed to me with all the, the inclusion of the daughter character going to New Orleans. Yeah.
1: See, the annoying thing in the book is not w- with the daughter, because by that point, there's been so many books that they kind of earn that it's weird that mm. Reacher has a daughter, whereas it's the second movie. In, in the And the thing is, as well, is, okay, I mean, a million people have said it before, but, I mean, they also said Psycho is good, and I did that today. Uh, fucking Tom Cruise is not Jack
0: Reacher, right? like it's I thought he was fine I thought he's absolutely fine but like he's just too small it's the problem yeah yeah I mean that's clear after watching the Reacher TV series you can see the differences like it's it's impactful to the plot how big he is yeah 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 because you know Cruz is able to fight his way out of situations and he's able to you know he's he's obviously does a lot of like smart Alec back and forth type thing but like like you said he doesn't have that imposing figure. Mm. No one's uh, scared of him. Yeah, at
1: all. but it's uh, like which yeah yeah the, the, like the, when you're in the show when people are like going to attack him, you're actually going. Are you sure? Are you sure you're going to do this? <laughs> Look at this cunt. So yeah, we should say written directed by Christopher McQuarrie who I just you know I just think he's brilliant. Generally, I've read
0: that was only his second film.
1: That's right, yeah, after he was uh, after kind of, of sidelined Gun, yeah. with Way of the Gun, which I quite like. I really yeah, like I it, it actually. Fine. I've actually, I've read scripts of his that never got made. I'm such a Christopher McQuarrie fan. I just think, and I love, lis- I love listening to him talk about how he makes the Mission Impossible movies. It sounds like the craziest way to spend $100 million, the way they make those fucking movies. But, um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so written and directed by him and starring Rosamund Pike, uh, Werner Herzog, and Robert Duvall. It's genuinely only missing out on the feel of Reacher on account of Cruz being too small. I think it's a really good film. It's well written and it's well directed, and I've I've seen it enough times to quote it. Uh, It's also a great testament to the fact that uh, Reacher would find uh, his home on the small screen, because the changes they make from the book are obviously in pursuit of something more cinematic. Yeah. They do work, but they're less reacher than they might be. Like, do you know how the book ends? the 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 climactic sequence in the book
0: of that one.
1: Of one shot, yeah, one shot. No. So what it is is Zek
0: lives, right? The Zek lives at the end?
1: I can't. I can't remember to be honest. Um, I think he
0: gets turned in. I don't think he gets shot. I mean, From, I read just read the little plot synopsis of it.
1: Plots are quite incidental in these things. It's, uh, but I mean, there's certain secret, sequ- like, there, certain things stick out in your head. Like, in the book I n- mentioned earlier, Tripwire, the end, uh, Richard gets shot point blank, but the doctor tells him afterwards that it's only because he has such a big, fat pectoral muscle that actually stopped the <laughs> bullet. I shit you not, too not. That's muscular. To yeah, die. yeah, yeah. Anyway, no, in the uh, one shot, the book, um, so all the people are being held in, like, this little cabin in the middle of a field where there are, um, there's sprinklers watering crops, right? And Reacher knows that there's a sniper guarding the place who's got a heat-sensitive scope, yeah? So Reacher has to make his way to the cabin by following the sprinkles, so to keep his body temperature low, to avoid the scope, right? <laughs> Which yeah, is, is probably hard to film. <laughs> it would be hard to film, but I can imagine it working on the small screen, because it doesn't need to be cinematic. Yeah,
0: true. You know what sure, I mean? It would work for an Amazon series, definitely.
1: Exactly. So like, but I'll tell you what, they add some things into the show that aren't in the book to pad it out a little bit and all of them work because they all just feel very... Could you? Do you think you could p- pick any out of a lineup, things that weren't in the book? No, but I was,
0: I was going to say, well, I haven't read the book at all, but I'll tell you one of the big differences I felt tonally between the series and the first Cruise film is like the series is way funnier. yes. Cruz's 2012 Reacher film is like it's it is obviously a great film, but it's very very cinematic, but it's quite dour at times. It's very dark. It is very it dark. Isn't, yeah. He isn't particularly funny, mm. whereas Alan Richardson, like I was really really laughing for a lot of this.
1: Yeah, well, I think he's I think he's great. I think he's I can't see Reacher any other way now. Having watched this, I, <laughs> I, like honestly, I just think like, and I do think yeah, it's... It's really funny often. The thing I've seen most like it, but is 10 times more ridiculous and probably funnier for it as well is um, Jonathan Cropper's uh, Topper, Cropper, anyway, his show Banshee, which I love. Um, oh, yeah. they, they, like There's a lot of Reacher DNA in that for sure. But uh, yeah, all the like ball busting with Finley and stuff like that, Like that's all... Yeah, di- like, you it's know, funny. I mean it's some like some stuff about how the fact that Finlay... like actually no, I think Finlay likes like soft rock in the book as well, now that I think of it. <laughs> um there's an extra character in this.
0: Do you know who the extra character is? See, can you pick it out? No, I don't know who. Neely. What do you mean? Like she's in some of the other books though, right?
1: Yes, she is. So I think they're intro uh,
0: she's not in this one.
1: I think they're introducing her here because basically if they're gonna follow the nature of the books, you're going to have no characters between series except fucking Reacher. You know what I mean? So I think they're, mm-hmm. they want at least one or two more people.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I thought she was very good. I like her a lot. I like that character and mm. the actress. is uh, She's uh, a Danish lady. Is she her Danish? Is, uh, yeah, her name's Maria Stan. She's a Danish model and actress. Huh? No, there you go. Born and raised in Denmark.
1: <laughs> I love the way they keep running into situations where they have to interfere. Like the funniest one is um, when they're in the strip club and you see just this arsehole pawing the stripper. <laughs> and it's like, of course they I see that.
0: And Neil and starts to Yeah, 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 it's great. Love I it. think what I enjoyed most about this, like seeing Alan Richson as Reacher was like, I think in the past I've been quite flippant about the importance of representation in media. Hmm. But I have to admit, when I saw Alan Richardson's portrayal, of the Jack Reacher character, I, I just, I finally felt seen.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? Six foot five, muscles, handsome, military background. This was your Black
0: Panther, was it? Yeah, it's like they were following me on Instagram or something. I guess for you, it was probably what you experienced when, you know, you saw Kevin Bacon in Sleepers.
1: This is it. Exactly. Yeah. I thought, (laughs) finally,
0: (laughs) you're like, oh, they got me. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oy, 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 oy. well whatever are we going to
0: run through a plot on this or just uh not really what is there yeah. to say I mean I guess you could point out how similar or different it is to the novel uh, the
1: flashbacks were a weird one for me I wasn't on board with those
0: uh, oh yeah so, but isn't that taken from other novels though it's a, there's, there's actually, bits of, it, there's actually
1: bits of it in the killing floor but like it's him remembering as opposed to a flashback you know which I suppose yeah whatever I'll, 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 let me see how quickly I could even run through the plot hold on okay Reacher arrives in a small town uh, and is accused of murder he's quickly acquitted the victim transpires to well, be he, his first, brother first quite a coincidence
0: down, he sits down in, uh, to, to enjoy his slice of pie His peach pie, yes, that's right. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, He's had the town of Margrave, Georgia. Indeed, yeah. He figures there, but I'm, I'm going to be flippantly short with this. He figures there's something, there's something shifty going on in the town. Mm -hmm. But then he gets uh, bungled off to prison with this other dude, and they get into a fight in prison. Paul Hubble. paul hubble but it feels like the guys might have been after hubble so hubble might be mixed up in something and then there's this rich bloke called kleiner in the town whose sons are psychopath and then there's this other guy teal who's the mayor of the town and he's not quite racist but he's definitely racist and uh like he's representing georgia old school in that he's got a cane and shit and um <laughs> i
0: say i say boy
1: yeah yeah he's he's doing all that kind of crack and then, uh, yeah, Richard gradually solves a mystery. There's quite a coincidence in the fact that he pulled into a town where his brother got murdered, but whatever, we'll get over that. And he figures out there's a counterfeiting or, uh, operation and yada, 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 big fight scenes, plenty of big fight scenes. And, uh, yeah, gradually he teaches everybody a lesson and, uh, oh, he has sex with a lady <laughs> called Roscoe. And then he, Fair once part. the mystery is solved, uh, he leaves on
0: the next bus. And moves on to the next story, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking awesome. But isn't they, it? Managed, they managed to get eight episodes out of that yeah and it's just Were there any highlights for you there's one
1: scene that's right out of the book which is where he asks uh the son um what kind of man are you Uh, in the restaurant Mm -hmm. he's like uh, he kind of diminutively says to him you're the kind of guy who knows things you know what i mean you knew that i would come (laughs) i'd love that and then he for a fight scene in that when he open palm slaps him I thought it was great. Interesting. That That's a change from the book, I think. I mean, it's been a while since I read that book, but um, Kleiner, the father, survives to the end of the book. So I think they inserted that as a story beat. Um, so Kleiner
0: doesn't get murdered by the son in No, no, he doesn't. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought that was a decent choice.
1: One fight scene I thought was fucking excellent is Reacher versus Kleiner's nephew, because the way he uses oh, tool, yeah. tools and weaponry, you actually do kind of believe that he's standing up a fight against Reacher. You you buy it a little, you know what I mean? Which quite conceivably you would not, but he keeps like you know grabbing weapons and whacking Reacher in the face and shit. He still seems
0: he still still seems like a poor choice. Oh, what? As a cast member? I mean, mean? no, no, yeah. I just mean, no, I mean, for that nephew to like try and fight him. (laughs) But that's tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I know he has weapons, but still.
1: And he's a psychopath, also. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Uh, Well, of course. I mean, the prison fight is spectacular.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great fun. It's just fun. Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, you know, more than anything. When, it, when he calls the, you know, the guys who come in to their cell in the prison, ostensibly to rape Hubble, uh, he calls one of them fatso. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's so funny that he's just calling the guy fat. Yeah. Yeah, big fan. Big fan. Those
0: boys have got a lot of growing up to do.
1: Nice callback. Um, They Mm -hmm. haven't announced which uh, book they're going to adapt next, but I would. Uh, What's
0: your your money on? Tripwire? Tripwire, I
1: think. Um, Mm -hmm. That's probably my favorite book. I think that's just great fun, that book, where he kind of uncovers a mystery going back to the Vietnam War and the villain has a hook for a hand. It's pretty fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, are are there any other books that really stand out to you as worthwhile? Uh, There's too many. It's like fucking. 27 the, of them. It's difficult to think of them in terms of names. <laughs> there's a <laughs> that, That's a problem. The, well,
1: one shot is really some good.
0: Of the, wh- wh- why are some of them first person and some of them are third third person?
1: I don't know. Do you know what I'll re- I would recommend? I like mix. all the novellas. I like all the novellas a lot and they tend to be set in the past and uh, mm. out of the United States. There's one in France, there's one in London. There, I, I, I'm a big fan of those. Let me think. There's one. I think it's called the Enemy. That's a flashback as well. I think I'm going to have to look this up now.
0: The Enemy is the eighth book. Yeah, it's from 1989. It's set like in it
1: 1989. Said 1989. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 one I really enjoyed as well. Yeah. In general, I like I said, you could easily argue that this TV show could re- replace the books, but I suppose my love was for the books first, and I'll I'll, I'll like. I've I've only recently listened to one on audiobook, actually, and the audiobook pre- presentation of them is really good and worthwhile. I would recommend them wholeheartedly to people and also this show. I think it's great. And I just think if... Like, I heard in an interview... Um, oh, jeez, I should know his name. Richson. Alan Richson?
0: Alan Richson, yeah.
1: Alan Richson has said that he'll do these until they tell him he's too old to do them, which I hope he does. <laughs> I could tolerate one of these a year, couldn't you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. If they can, uh, I guess. Funny, like cast-wise, the only person I even knew was uh, our old friend Bruce McGill playing uh, yeah, Teal. Teal, yeah, yeah. That's literally the only cast member, apart from um, Kristen Crook, is the lady who plays Charlie Hubble's wife, and I only really know her because she was in that. What's that cult thing called?
1: The the guy who branded yeah. ladies.
0: Yeah, Keith Raniere. Yeah, she was involved in that Nexium cult in some way. So that's all I knew about any of the cast members. But not someone very should impressed.
1: make someone should make us a, a mini series about that shit. I've read I've read a lot about that. That is very isn't there some, some
0: kind of documentary about it?
1: There, Maybe. I'm I'm sure there is. There it's must just be at some point. I mean, it, 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 that's basically you know. I mean, that's self help that evolved into a cult where ladies got branded. It's amazing.
0: Oh yeah, there's a docuseries series about that called The Vow on HBO. Hmm, I must check that out. Apparently, we got, but got yeah. This is. Going? I feel like this Richard, the Richard TV series, like it's been reviewed reasonably well, like generally favorable reviews, similar mm. to the, similar to the Jack Ryan series. I think like people are just kind of, I was very positive on it. I thought it was great. I, I, I just thought it was so much fun. Yeah. As I keep saying, like that was the part that really sold it to me it was just, I absolutely blew through it. And I came, yeah I came to it from like having seen the two films, but not having read any of the books. Mm. so for me you know like i was getting the plot i knew nothing about what was going to happen and all of that worked really well in terms of you know plus i'd say
1: even uh, on I, like even as a show the plot matters so little it's just about the m- so? the yeah i do because like well, okay i come from a place where i've i've read a lot of the books But like the plots are incidental, so long as you get your parts with I don't know people who think they're smarter than Reacher confronting Reacher, realizing that not only is he a big fucking uh, hunk of man, but he's also way way smarter than you. It's all just for those moments, kind of. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like everything is obvious. I've I don't think I've ever been surprised by a plot in Reacher. It's just like fun and good to listen to uh, or read or whatever. I mean, it's like you know. You can take your station eleven station eleven, which is a complex meditative uh you know i mean it's your how would i put it with when you're eating station when you're eating when you're watching station eleven it's fucking <laughs> it's ki- it's quinoa, let's say it's quinoa <laughs> okay. and sushi and fucking complex tender stem broccoli stuff that's good for you it'll make you think <laughs> Reacher is fried chicken.
0: I'm gonna have me some fried chicken then. I'm gonna Hells keep, yeah! I'm gonna eat too much of it. Like
1: next on my uh, next on my TV list is I'm go- I think I'm on like season season five of Bosch, and I'm I'm gonna hoover that up uh, probably as fast as I did Jack Reacher because this sort of TV it's just I mean it's so good to to just you just fall into it and enjoy and like you really just. It's like I mentioned that uh, thing to you where Norm Macdonald stumped a psychologist by... Say, they said uh, The psychologist said, you're just gambling to uh, forget about your life. And then Norm said, isn't that why everybody does everything ever? And uh, I thought f- with TV shows like this, you can really... This is real escapism-like.
0: The way that this show was set up, when one episode started, when one episode ended and the next one started, it was immediately straight away. Yeah. You know, it was like the... Same scene basically, so it's like they just filmed the entire f- thing like a big, like a big four hour film. Oh, yeah, this however, is made to be more than that six, seven hour film or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's one solid thing that they've just cut into parts. It's been I huge for
1: Amazon as well. It's been huge,
0: yeah, yeah. It's doing well, isn't it?
1: It is, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they're, 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 they've greenlit three seasons now. Well, no, nice. yeah, like this plus two more, two more, yeah, 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 yeah. solid. It is. Yeah. It can't
0: take them. It, it's not going to take them long to film either, because like this one filmed from April to July last year, so it's, it's pretty easy to get these out. I think. And the, which like, is nice.
1: I mean, the, like, it's it probably only had like one complicated set piece in the whole
0: thing, which you what know, I mean, the, the the big ending. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Warehouse thing. Yeah,
1: the, like it's great seeing. Oh God, do you know? <laughs> Do You know, one bit I had a tiny bit of an issue with, actually, you know, in that end shootout when the son is monologuing and just giving his position away, (laughs) you know, they're having a shootout, like, and he's walking around the place monologuing. I thought that's fucking stupid. Yeah, I didn't care for that. But yeah, whatever. I'll get over it.
0: You have to suspend your disbelief there.
1: I refuse to do that in terms of Reacher. Fair
0: enough. yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) for some reason this ju-
1: just reminded me of something in one of the books there's a part in the book in one of the books where richard tries yogurt for the first time he's never had a yogurt it <laughs> <laughs> just goes to show you like that like there's another one where um he gives a history of the of the pharmacy chain boots which um <laughs> by all accounts lee child just made up it's not
0: accurate at all but it, isn't that a uk chain why would he know anything about it
1: who knows? It's Reacher. Reacher knows stuff.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a weird thing as well, that the author's British.
1: Yeah. Uh, did you that's spot really his strange. did you spot his cameo? Yeah, yeah. He was at the yeah, I spotted it because it's, they, it's they a weird one, too isn't it? Long,
0: they spent too long looking at him where I was like, uh oh, is this like some twist or something?
1: Alfred Hitchcock cameoed in all his movies and towards the end of his career he made it it was almost like he was making fun of the audience like there's one I think it's in um, Torn Curtain where somebody is pushing him in a wheelchair and he just gets up out of a wheelchair and walks away, it's in the background um, but <laughs> nice this ca- this respects. cameo was almost like a fuck you to the audience in a weird way, the Lee Child cameo it's strange <laughs> he, aw- he, almost, he walks into the focus and takes over the frame yeah, for a yeah, second yeah, that, despite having nothing to do part. with the story, you know
0: yeah, exactly, So, because yeah. I I just guessed that was him, so I was like, uh-oh.
1: In the Tom Cruise one, at least he has a part of the plot. He's basically the Bill Bailey character from Hot Fuzz. Oh, you didn't spot oh, him in the okay. Tom Cruise movie? No, 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 no. No. Uh, he's the cop at the desk.
0: Ah, okay.
1: I'm sure he'll cameo in all the other things. Uh, like, on a side note, I don't know how I feel about cameos. Like, the, the, to me, the Stan Lee ones and all the Marvel movies are thoroughly annoying. I hate them.
0: Apparently, he's uh, stopped doing them now. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's tied up with other stuff. Friend of the show, denied. Stanley. Yeah, he gave up. He gave it up. He got tired.
1: This is how you know that the, that those were getting old and weird and shitty. Is like when I, there's a cameo in something. I tend to lean over to my wife and go, "That's that's." that's that, da, 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 da,
0: da, da. <laughs> I'm sure right? she loves it.
1: <laughs> and then the few, like after a while with the Marvel movies, she'd be like, "Yeah, I know. It's the fucking guy. I know." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, to be fair, after like 27 films or whatever, you start to get an idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad he's dead.
0: I actually am not. That's insensitive.
1: I wonder, did Ari Shafir say <laughs> anything to make everybody feel better about the death of Stanley? I'm going to give a quick goog. Ari Shafir, Anthony Bourdain, and then Ari Shafir, okay. uh, Stanley.
0: I don't think either of them will have qualified.
1: Uh, Anthony Bourdain killed himself because Roseanne was his favorite show. I hope you're all happy. Okay. That. That's actually funny. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that, that's funny. Uh, that does
0: feel, actually, you're right. That does feel like he would be, I'm sure they'd met. I'm sure, I'm sure they would have through Rogan, yeah, no doubt. So.
1: And what was the other guy? Oh, yeah, Stanley. No, got nothing on Stanley.
0: It wasn't tragic enough.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, he was just an old guy. But, uh, I don't have
0: anything else to say about this. Not I much.
1: Realize. I don't have much either. But one thing just I, I enjoyed like, it. I'll, I'll break a rule because I haven't gotten to the end of it yet. But just in case you're looking for something to watch that we could break down mm-hmm. again in future. Uh, I'm really enjoying Pam and Tommy.
0: <laughs> Do you know about this show? I, mean, I I've seen some images from it and from the name i think i can guess what it's about
1: yeah yeah yeah. it's um, i'm really enjoying it um i'll give a full breakdown when all eight episodes have been shown but uh it's i, I like it i'm a fan
0: it, is it like one of those oj simpson type court doc like the, the court drama one or
1: yes but it's kind of, it's it's better it's like at the start i just thought just, it was those
0: two characters are so uninteresting to me this is why it's hard for me to imagine how it could be good You know. Yeah. At the th- I mean, th- I've already watched some of their work. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: At the start, I thought it was just kind of salacious and gossipy, but it does have interesting things to say. It does. Mm-hmm. and I, I By actually, the 90s. It made, me, it made me think of you because you're a hot piece of ass with a massive willy. No, no, it made me That's think of enough. you because um, after our discussion of Nitrum... Like, so uh, there's been some controversy because um Pamela Anderson hasn't given the story. It's uh, her A OK, like her uh, grade A approval. But uh after watching Nitram, I kind of just figured, you know what? I mean, that's too bad, but it's an interesting story.
0: <laughs> You're in the public eye, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bad that, news. Yeah. Um, anyway, watch. if you fancy it, I'm enjoying it. Not as much as it's I okay. enjoyed Reacher. Reacher for Dunica, 9.5 out of 10. Well, who knows? I would agree with that. Yeah, but I'll say that too. Cool. We have no idea what we'll be discussing on the next noob episode. No, nope. but uh, for next week we're going to be discussing two uh, French horror movies. At least one of them is a horror movie. I don't know what t- Titane would be classified as. So something like that. 2008's Martyr, *Martyrs* and 2021's Palme d'Or winning *Titane*. Titane. Is that how you pronounce it? Titane.
0: Well, we'll do it. We you pronounce it however you want. Titane. Titane
1: tit anus yes mm-hmm. uh tit anus and uh martyrs i don't know i can't make that martyrs. dirty can you make that
0: dirty no only irish martyrs
1: have you watched uh any uh, either of those yet
0: i have not i'm saving
1: that nice all right cool beans i might try and get raw in as well get Ooh, in I raw like Am i might try and get in raw yes yeah. i why might not? try and go raw
0: <laughs> yeah i might try that too why not that's Got gross
1: time. That's gross. Okay. Uh, I got nothing more to say except uh, Me I love you. I we
0: did it. We did it. I love you too.
1: I love you. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye. Bye. All
1: my life I've been a traveling man. All my life I've been a traveling man. Staying alone
0: and doing the best I can.